Heartlands on Midlands 103. Midlands 103. Just great radio. Good morning and a very warm welcome to Heartlands here in Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill. And folks, happy Christmas. Christmas is upon us. And today, even though we are where we are, we are going to continue our journey through the Christmas alphabet looking at the different letters that different people have gone and spoken and shared upon. Plus, we are going to have traditional carols and also a few reflections on what the term joy to the world means to certain individuals. So, folks, I hope that you are ready for yet another wonderful time as we listen to these reflections and carols today. So, to get the ball rolling, here is Scott speaking on the letter O. Hi everyone, today we come to day 15 of our Christmas alphabet, which brings us to the letter O, and I have chosen the word Omega. The word Omega is the Greek word for end, and subsequently is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. In Revelation chapter 1, Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Although we mainly associate Christmas with the birth of Jesus, we should also think about the promises God made to us in the Old Testament, which have been fulfilled because Jesus is the Omega, the end. An example is from Isaiah chapter 53, which says, But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Notice that the words are all in the past tense. Pierced, crushed, brought, healed, proven that he is indeed the Omega. Christmas represents both the coming of Jesus as a baby, but also the fulfillment of God's promise to send the world a saviour. And so, at Christmas, we should celebrate the arrival of Jesus, our Omega, who has brought us love, hope, and salvation. So, regarding this message, we have reached its Omega. Merry Christmas. Welcome to another day of the Christmas alphabet. Today's letter is P, so I'm going to talk about peace. You may have heard Luke 2.14 before, where the angels say these famous words to a group of amazed shepherds. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. I don't know about you, but sometimes the idea of peace on earth can seem a little idealistic. There are so many things that are the opposite of peace. Fear, despair, guilt, shame that can overwhelm our lives, even at a time like Christmas, which seems to be meant to be all about peace and joy. But this Christmas, I really want you to know that God desires for you to have peace in your own life. The angels were rejoicing because Jesus was born. And when Jesus' coming was being prophesied through Zechariah in Luke chapter 1, It was described as a sunrise coming from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The amazing news of Christmas is that Jesus came to earth to live a perfect life, to die and rise again, and to lead every person on earth that comes to him into this way of peace. Ephesians 2.14 says that he himself is our peace. Through Jesus, we can receive forgiveness for our sins, and we no longer need to live in shame or guilt. Jesus promises eternal life to all who believe and put their trust in the Lord. We can live in peace with Jesus, the Prince of Peace, reigning in our lives, and with the certainty of eternal life through him. As in Jesus we live lives that glorify God, so in Jesus we will find lasting peace. As the well-known carol goes, Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Good morning everybody. The Advent Alphabet letter for today is the letter Q and the word is questions. So as we're approaching Christmas, the question for today is, what's it all about? 
Let's just strip back all the glitter, the commercialism and traditions for a moment. Christmas is the time we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Who is Jesus? Well, in the Gospel of John, in chapter one, it says, we're told, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And further down, we read, the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. So therefore, when we look at Jesus, we are looking at God. God made visible. The helpless baby in the manger is actually the creator of the whole universe. God came down in the person of Jesus. He needed feeding, changing, learn to read, write, etc., just like us. So Jesus has been there. So when we're going through, or any of the hardest things that we go through in life, Jesus has been there. He understands. He gets it. Then at a very young age of about 33, he suffered and he died a cruel death on a cross. Why? Because he loves us. You see, God cannot allow sin into heaven. And that's why Jesus came, to rescue, save each one of us from our biggest problem, which is, of course, sin. All the wrong things we think, we say, and we do. And our sin separates us from having a relationship with our Father, Creator God. That's why Jesus came. That's true love. Jesus is my personal saviour today. Will you make him yours this Christmas? Come to know, love, and trust him as your own personal saviour and friend. Merry Christmas. Heartlands on Midlands 103. Midlands 103. Just great radio. Hello everyone and welcome to another day of our Christmas Advent series. Today our letter is Or and I'm going to be sharing about the word remembrance. I find Christmas is a time when we remember things and people. I don't know about you, but my family sit around after Christmas dinner and talk about things that have happened in the past year and previous Christmases. It's really a time for looking back and remembering. Some of these things are good, and unfortunately, some are sad. The Bible tells us that God remembers too. He remembers his people and his promises, and Christmas is about him remembering. It's not that God ever forgot about us, but in sending Jesus to earth as a little baby, he put his thoughts about us into action. God has never forgotten anything that we've done, good or bad. He knows every detail of our lives and that we fall short of his perfect standard. Jesus didn't stay the tiny baby in the manger who we remember at Christmas. He grew up and taught the people to remember their God. Because we could never attain a good enough life for God, Jesus died on the cross, taking our sin and allowing us access to God. Romans 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This year, as you sit down for Christmas dinner and remember the year behind, may you also remember God's love and how he showed this in sending Jesus. May you remember that little baby and who he grew up to be. And may you remember what he did to allow us to have a relationship with God. Happy Christmas. Salvation. S is for my Saviour. S is for the Holy Spirit. S is for sonship and spirituality. The Son of God was born in a stable. The shepherds came to see the Son of God, the Saviour of the world. He came to serve and not to be served. He was slain from the foundation of the world. He is our Saviour, not in matters but salvation. He is sacred, he is holy. He sacrificed himself for us. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Hi, I'm Luca. And I'm Maya. We're going to read... 
from Book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 1 to 4. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sin sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So Christmas reminds us that there is no condemnation in him. And it also reminds us of one of the reasons why Jesus came uh, to this earth, and that is to conquer sin and death. Heartlands on Midlands 103. Midlands 103. Just great radio. Welcome back to Heartlands here in Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill, where we continue our journey through the Christmas alphabet, or the Advent alphabet. But also in this section, we will have Charlie, he's reading to us from Psalm 98. And added to that, we're going to have Trevor first reading us a poem called Christ Not Christmas. Can this be Christmas? What meaneth all this fuss and worry? Whence go these crowds to run and scurry? Why all the lights and the Christmas trees? And a silly fat man tell me please. Why don't you know? This is the day when everybody should be merry. For this is Christmas. So this is Christmas, do you say? But where is Christ this Christmas day? Has he been lost among the throng? His voice drowned out by empty song. No, he's not here. You'll find him where some humble soul now kneels in prayer. There you'll find Christ, not Christmas. But see the many fickle thousands who gather on this Christmas day, whose hearts have never yet been opened, or said to him, come in to stay. And countless homes that candles burning And countless hearts expected yearning For gifts and presents, food and fun And laughter till the day is done But not a tear or grief or sorrow For him so poor he had to borrow A crib, a coat, a boat, a bed Where he could lay his weary head I'm sick of all this empty celebration Of feasting, drinking and recreation I'll go instead to Calvary and there I'll kneel with those who know the meaning of that manger low and find the Christ, not Christmas. I lit by faith across the years to the great day when he appears, the second time to rule and reign, to end all sorrow, pain. In endless bliss, we then shall dwell with him who saved our souls from hell. And worship him, not Christmas. For the Christmas alphabet, I've chosen the letter U. U is for unconditional love. You might have heard at some stage during the Christmas season the verse, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And you might have seen a nativity, whether it be part of your kids' school Christmas play or as part of the Christmas decoration somewhere. And there is the baby Jesus lying in the manger. And for some people, that's as far as it goes. 
He's just part of the decorations. He's just part of the festivities. But there was a purpose beyond that little baby's birth. There was a plan, God's plan, in sending that little baby, his son, Jesus. But why did he send him? Because of his unconditional love for you and for me. That unconditional love caused him to sacrifice his only son, Jesus. What a depth of love. And you might ask yourself, but how am I worthy of such a love and of such a sacrifice? Do I have to pay him back? Do I have to earn it? The answer is no. That's not what unconditional love is about. Unconditional love means that there are no strings attached. He is giving us his love freely. There's no payback, no return, because he tells us it's by his grace he has given us this amazing gift of love, his undeserving love, because we're sinners. But the Bible says, while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And so through Jesus's death on the cross, he can give us forgiveness so we can receive his unconditional love. His death on the cross has made us worthy. What a gift. What a Christmas gift. The death of Jesus was the ultimate act and demonstration of his love. And he wants you to accept his free gift, to allow his love into your heart and to believe in that love and believe in his forgiveness. It's a love that when you accept it and have faith in it, it transforms, it heals, it restores, it never changes and never fails. That was the plan. That was the purpose. I hope you all have a very happy and peaceful Christmas. And remember, you are unconditionally loved. We're reading from Psalms 98. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvellous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. Heartlands on Midlands 103. Midlands Welcome back to Heartlands here in Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill. In this section, we're going to hear from Olga, who will be sharing about Crown Jesus Ministries. And some of you may have got little booklets through the post, as I've said in the last few weeks. Or maybe one of your children has come home with something. Or maybe you've just seen a big blue banner up outside various churches that says, Joy to the World. And so here's Olga sharing about that. After Olga has spoken to us, then also a few words from Pastor Dominic speaking on what? joy to the world means to him and of course some more carols crown jesus ministries as an organization have a heart 
for every person across the island of Ireland to be given an opportunity both to hear and respond to the good news of the gospel of Jesus. Joy to the World has taken the opportunity that Christmas affords us to focus on Christ and experience him in the midst of the busyness that can overtake this season. For example, school exams or performances, family shopping, celebrations, to people feeling alone or isolated, disconnected or forgotten. Jesus coming as a vulnerable baby, God coming with skin on, moving into the neighbourhood, connects with our humanity where we doubt that we have it all together, where we're vulnerable and frail. God wants to meet us in these spaces and bring real, true, deep, lasting joy to our worlds. So that's the message for this Christmas that you are seen and known and loved and that God has come through Jesus to lift the burden and to enable you to experience life in him through repentance and receiving the greatest gift, knowing and being known by God, our creator. Joy to the world is a declaration of hope to every person, to every school child and youth and young and old adult. It's been a joy to partner with Christians and local churches again, or maybe for the first time to gather with people who will, with open arms, welcome them in and rejoice in them being there to celebrate together as a community with Christ at the centre. So our heart is that each person would experience a deep sense of joy this Christmas that will last well into the new year and beyond. I was recently asked, what does the phrase joy to the world mean to me? Well, I could see it as one of the best-known Christmas carols that we sing at this time of year and be blessed by the lyrics that Isaac Watts wrote in 1719 based on Psalm 98. I can also richly enjoy the tune that Lowell Mason put to Watts's words over a hundred years later. However, I feel we do lose a little because as we sing the carol today, we usually leave out Watts's third stanza. No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, for as the curse is found, for as the curse is found, for as, for as the curse is found. Now this is not an allusion taken from Psalm 98. It goes all the way back to Genesis 3, 17 to 19. I believe that Watts's words in Joy to the World have become a carol, not by his original intention, because he was not so much thinking about Jesus' meek birth, but more of his majestical return to earth. When we begin to think about his words from this point of view, of the king's return, don't they take on a deeper, richer meaning, joy to the world, for all those who are longing for the king's return in this sinful, evil, upside-down world that is going to be put right side up again. So let's not just look back to that original Christmas. Let's look ahead with Watts to the return of our invincible king. Joy to the world, the Lord is come, let earth receive her king, let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Is your heart prepared, 
with room for him this Christmas? So folks, to finish up, let's just pause and focus again on what this is all about. The birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who came to be our Saviour. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and Joseph gave him the name Jesus. Folks, at this point, I just want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for journeying with me through all of this year, and I know there's one more Sunday left, but I want to wish you all a very, very happy Christmas and a wondrous new year as you move forward with the Lord. Paul's little prayer, the end of Romans in chapter 15 and verse 13 goes and says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope through the power of of the Holy Spirit. My prayer is that that is the sort of Christmas that you will have where you know the God of hope filling you with all joy and peace. And as a result, your Christmas season will be one that overflows with hope. So until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, show you grace and turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Heartlands on Midlands 103.